0: Shalom to all! Today we're going to learn Mishnah's Kelayim, Perak Dalad, Mishnah Tes and Perak Heim, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnah's are being learned with Chosrov B'shloem, Zagos, Amor, Zagos, Amor, Zagos, Yitzch, They should be given with Asachat, Salach, Ansiat, Deshmayah, Good Health, Parnasah Beshefah, and Koltov Salah. And we continue with the salah of planting something else in a Kerem. Hanayateh Carmel, 6-12 Amah, Some of the plants are vineyard, but they separate each row of vines with 16 amas of space. He's allowed to plant whatever he wants in this 16 amas of space. And this is not like Karachsa HaKerem, that when you have 16 amas of space, you're only allowed to plant in 8 of those amas. In this situation, he's allowed to plant in this entire 16 amas space, minus 6 Facham on each side, separating that from the vines. That's because, according to this Tana, this is not even considered a vineyard. This is not considered a Kerem. Since the rows are 16 amas apart, we can't consider them all combined to being a Kerem. And therefore, you're allowed to plant in this entire 16 amas space, obviously, again, minus 6 Facham on each side. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, he brings a riot to this. There's a story in Salmon which is in the Galila Tachton, the lower Galilee. With a person, he planted his vineyard. Each row of vines was 16 amas apart from the other one. And he would turn the ends of the vines towards each other. And then he would plant in the plowed space. We're going to explain this in a second. And the next year, he would turn the ends of the vines towards the other direction, and he would plant the unplowed space. And the story came in front of the Chachamim and they said it's permitted. He's allowed to plant in this entire empty area because there were 16 Amas in between the vines. So what did this fellow actually do? He planted his vines 16 Amas apart from each other which means that there's a 16 Amas gap in between all these vines. So let's pretend that he has rows 1, 2, 3, and 4. So the first year he would take rows number 1 and 2 and face the vines towards each other and then take rows 3 and 4 and face the vines towards each other. So now if you think about it, the empty space in between rows 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 have vines going over them because the vines are tilting towards that space. However, the space in between rows 2 and 3 is completely empty because the vines are facing away from that empty space. So that first year, he would plant whatever he wanted in that empty space between rows 2 and 3. That's what the Mishnah calls near. Near literally means plowed land. Now the next year, he would do the opposite. He would take row 1 and turn the vines into the other direction, take rows 2 and 3 and face those vines towards themselves, and then he would take row four and face it in the opposite direction. So now, space in between rows two and three has vines going over it, so he wouldn't plant in that space, and the space in between rows one and two and three and four, that doesn't have any vines over it, and then he would plant that area. That's the area that we're calling boor the empty, unplowed area. The reason why it's empty and unplowed is because year one, it was empty and unplowed. Year two, it's going to be plowed. And he continued doing this every single year. He would just turn the vines in the opposite direction, and whichever, direction the vines were facing towards, he would plant the opposite area. And the reason why he did this is because it's not good to plant every single year in the same land. It's good to let the nutrients replenish themselves and therefore he would switch off. One year he would plant over there and another year he would plant in a different place. But once again, Rabbi Huda's bring this as a raya for the Tanakhama that if you have 16 Amis in between vines, you're allowed to plant in that entire space as long as you have six Tfacham on each side. Now, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Shimon say, even if a person plants his vineyard and there are only eight Amis in between rows, Mutter, you're allowed to plant that entire eight amas space, and that's because, as we learned in the previous mishnah, when a person is planting vines next to each other, if there's eight amas in between them, that's not considered like a kerem; they're not mitzaref unless there's less than eight amas in between them. And since he planted his vines eight amas apart from each other, even though he planted a whole bunch of them and he has a whole bunch of rows and it looks like a vineyard, halakhically it's not a vineyard because they're not within eight amas of each other, and therefore he's allowed to plant in this entire eight amas space. Again, given that he leaves six on one side and six on another side, and now moving on to the Mishnah tells us kerem shacharav, we have a vineyard that's been destroyed as opposed to which is a regular vineyard and then a whole section has been removed from the middle a kerem, shacharav, a kerem which has been destroyed means that a whole bunch of vines randomly have been taken out throughout the whole vineyard so it's somewhat of a mumble jumble of grapevines. and we need to see is this still considered a Kerem if within a base saw which is 50 by 50 amus of land there is 10 grapevines planted and they're planted meaning we have a row of two, and then right next to it a row of three, that's called a kerem dal. Kerem dal literally means a poor vineyard. It's poor because it doesn't have a lot of vines, but it is still considered a kerem because we do have five planted in a way that halakhically it's considered a kerem. And therefore, in this entire base saw, you're not allowed to plant something, even though it is a bunch of mumble-jumble of vines. At the end of the day, it still is halakhically considered a kerem. And another similar case, kerem shunatua irbuvya. A kerem which is planted all mixed up. What does that mean it's an irbuvya? It's up, it's a mumble jumble. That means he didn't plant it in straight rows. There's a vine here, there's a vine there. It somewhat looks like a kerem because there's somewhat a semblance of rows, but it's not really straight, nice, orderly rows. So this might not even be considered a kerem. The Mishnah tells us, If throughout this whole mumble jumble of vines, we're able to find five vines, two next to three, I raise a kerem so this entire thing is considered a kerem. Vimlav, but if not, ain't a kerem. It's not considered a kerem, and therefore you'd be allowed to plant up until six tfachim of the vines. Now, our mayor, our mayor says, Since it looks like the setup of a vineyard, when you're far away, it looks like a vineyard. It might not be orderly, it might not be very straight rows, but at the end of the day, it does look like a vineyard. So then halakhically, it's considered a carom, even though throughout this entire mumble jumble of vines, we're not able to find five, two, next to three, it's still considered a carom, a cornchefmeyer, and you would have to distance something that you want to plant more than four ammas away. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Bayes and Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.